Welcome to the in-betweening podcast where we talk about life and try and be better people today than we were yesterday. Let's get started. Hey everyone, my name is Shaden McKenna and I'm so excited that you've tuned into this podcast. So fun, so exciting. I am a 27-year-old Christian woman who is striving to be a better person today than I was yesterday. That's really my goal in life. Um, I think gratitude and kindness will save the world. I obviously believe Jesus saved the world, but I really believe that gratitude and kindness help us to both receive and spread that grace. This podcast really is just intended to be a place of um, sharing thoughts of the adventures of a 27-year-old Christian woman, my thoughts, my musings, my hopes, my dreams, my failures, my questions, my confusions, just the whole fun journey and all those fun things. And I, um, I've had so many friends and family members suggest starting a podcast to me. And I think that that's a really kind thing that they don't mind me talking. So <laughs> I've decided to just give it a try and we'll see what happens. Um, I am also really hoping that, um, my voice, like this podcast will just add to a voice that already exists in the world that we know, thankfully saying that you're not alone. I'll share my own experiences and encouragement and real talk and hopefully have other people who are smarter than me and better than me on the podcast to give their wisdom and to speak truth as well. So a little bit about me. Um, I work with teens in the high school setting and I, I really love it so much. I love working with high schoolers. I, they've taught me so much about myself, about the world, about just goodness and just humanity in general. I think teens are just so powerful and strong and really, really wonderful people. I'm so blessed to get to work with them. Um, I've learned in my work with them that often like, or just in my life growing up that we often categorize experiences in our lives or, or throughout, um, generations. So that though we like tend to classify things as, you know, a teen thing or a millennial thing or a mom thing or an adult thing, it's really often just a human thing. Like the root of what the mom is experiencing or the teen is experiencing or the millennial is experiencing or that adult is experiencing or, the, or even the child is experiencing is just a human thing. Like it, the root of it is human, a human reality, a human insecurity, a human whatever. It's a human thing. And the more I work with humans, the more I realize that though our struggles are definitely unique in the sense that we experience them through our own you know, personal lens of the world that our experience has given us. We're never really alone in our experiences, especially in the struggles. And though when we struggle or go through challenges or experience pain or suffering, things like that, the easiest thing to believe is often that we are truly and utterly alone. And that is like the trickiest, trickiest thing ever, because though it seems so obviously true in the moment, 
the reality is we are not alone. Like we are not the only ones who are experiencing isolation. We're not the only ones who are experiencing fear. We're not the only ones who are experiencing pain or a broken heart or confusion or, or broken heart because of a dream that didn't come true or an expectation didn't meet you know, the reality, we aren't the only ones who experience these things. And I mean, the, uh, the, the flip side is true too. Like we're not the only ones who experience deep joy of, you know, a beautiful friendship or relationship or, um, the joy that random kindness of a stranger can bring, you know, we're not alone in those feelings, even though so often. And I think that that's something that's been especially true during this 2020 year, Um, even though it's me, it's so easy to believe it's not true. We're not alone. And so that's kind of why, like I said before, I hope that this podcast kind of adds that voice to voices that I already know exist in this, you know, society and in the podcast world or in hopefully your social media and really hopefully in your personal life, but you're not alone. And if me rambling about some things that I've experienced or some thoughts that I have helps you to know that, that's amazing. And that would make me really happy. So in light of the true chaos of 2020, I thought a good place to start with this podcast would be to talk about um, the balance of accepting reality and finding hope. I've had, I'm going to be straight up honest with you. I've had a really hard time with this balance this year. Like there have been weeks where I truly not exaggerating all had no hope. And like I said before, I'm a Christian and like one of the basic rules, one one of being a Christian is you're supposed to have hope. And so I, felt like a failure for not being able to hope a lot this year. And I mean, there were some great weeks where I had a lot of hope and I was just like, you know, that, that, those moments where you're just like taking quarantine by the reins and saying like, we can do this. I can do this is amazing. But then there were some days and weeks where I was like, no, I've, my butt has been kicked by quarantine. Like I can't, I can't do it. And so Again, like I said, though sometimes, and especially in those moments where I had no hope, I felt like I was probably the only one in the whole entire world that was feeling that way. And that was quote, failing quarantine. Um, I know that the truth is that that is freaking everyone's experience. Like we even quarantine aside in a normal year, there are times when it is easier to hope and have faith than others, whether it's like hope in God or hope in goodness or hope in truth or hope that we'll be able to see our friends and family again. Like whatever the hope that you're struggling is, there are times when it's really hard to find the balance of accepting reality, especially when that reality is um, a, a challenging reality and finding hope in the normal sea of life or the pains of life. So the first thing that I really wanted to kind of talk about is how feelings aren't bad to feel in in like the process of reality that it is hard or crappy or painful or 
just overall not what we want. That's not bad to have those feelings or even to have feelings of anger, um, disappointment, pain, whatever. Those feelings aren't bad. And if the feelings of your reality are joy and peace and all these like beautiful things, then that's amazing. Um, but having like sadness and pain are beautiful life experiences too. Um, oftentimes more challenging (laughs) than the other ones, but there's not a good feeling or a bad feeling. They're all just feelings. And when we give them much more weight than that, it can get kind of tricky and it gets hard to find that balance. So one of the other things that I think, um, so this trying to step away from this good feeling, bad feeling mentality and just accepting that feelings happen. And there are going to be some days when we're feeling get feeling like, you know, on top of the world and other times when we're feeling not on top of the world. That's just the reality of life and that's okay. The other thing that I've noticed, especially in myself, is this incessant need to be positive oftentimes seeks to dull the validity of painful or challenging experiences. So it's, and then on the days when, when we are having a hard time being positive, suddenly we feel like a failure, or I'll just speak for myself. I feel like a failure that if I am not able to be perky and positive and just optimistic about everything going on in my life, then I have failed in some way. But oftentimes I think that, you know, incessant need to be positive, it, it can be like a toxic thing, which I, I think like this term toxic positivity has been coined. I'm sure it was coined before this year, but I've started to see it a lot this year because of that, because there's this um, sense of being like, oh, just be positive and it will make everything better. But being positive doesn't change, you know, someone's unemployment or someone's loss of a loved one or someone's broken heart. It doesn't change those things. Um, and so while I'm not saying positivity is bad, like at all, that's something I'm not saying. What I am saying is that it's okay if you're having a hard time being positive. I've, I've like a naturally positive and optimistic person. Um, and one of the negatives of that in my own life is this tendency that I struggle to accept the pains and the challenges of life. I, I, I mean, of course it exists in my life and my ability to accept it doesn't change whether it exists, but that's been something that I've really been intentional about growing in and really focusing on is that they don't have to negate each other like a painful or challenging experience doesn't have to mean that all my positivity has to go away or all hope has to go away and vice versa that like any hope and positivity doesn't change the fact of the reality that painful and challenging experiences will and are happening in this very moment. Um, And when we let positivity overshadow sadness or anger or pain or hurt, it actually does more harm than good, I think, both in the short term and in the long term. Definitely in the long term, but I also would argue in the short term as well. It's it's unhelpful. 
So I guess the question really comes to you that I've been really reflecting on recently is like, what is the balance? How do we have that balance of accepting a painful or challenging reality and finding hope? Um, and one of the, my hopes for this podcast is to be somewhat practical because I think that I, I, I love talking about ideas and feelings in mind. And and I think I can sometimes get stuck up up there in like this like fantasy idealism type thing where I don't think idealism is um bad, but I also want to bring it to earth and make it an action, like make my idealism a, a real life actionable thing. So my hope, one of my hopes for this podcast is to also offer practicals as we, um, talk about different things and as other people come on that everyone will offer practical ways to, um, live life. (laughs) So this week, um, my hope is to give practicals on how to accept challenging realities and start to hopefully find hope. So I think one of the first things, um, is that we have to feel our feelings. Like I said before, our feelings aren't bad or good. They just are. And so every messy, confusing, annoying, pesky feeling needs to be felt. Feel them like they're not bad. They're not good. They just are. They just are. Um, And and I guess while I'm saying that again, I I do want to make like a little bit of a side note that um, I do acknowledge the nuance that mental illness can play into feelings. Um, and I don't want to downplay that at all. So as I begin to talk about practical ways to feel feelings and to live and to find hope amid feelings, especially like challenging feelings, um, that I understand that there's a nuance with mental illness and that those struggles um, often or always actually need more help. And so um, whether it's, you know, counseling or therapy or medication or other tools, it's not bad to ask for that help and to seek that help. And you're not a failure if you need that help. Most of my growth in the past year has come from counseling. So (laughs) I'm a huge proponent of counseling and I think it's really important. And I think that it's such a sign of strength when you seek the help that you need. So that's just kind of a, I don't know, commercial break, I guess that I wanted to say as we kind of go into talking about practical. So, um, I think I'm just going to give you three, maybe four practical tips that have helped me. And as I give these tips, let me just also say I'm medium at implementing them. Like I'm not an expert at implementing these into my life, but what I do know is that when I am doing these things, it's better. (laughs) I'm, I'm my ability to accept reality and also find hope is better. So you and I will work on this together and we'll try and grow together because please, please believe me. I'm not perfect in this at all. Okay. So my first tip of advice that I have been, has been an absolute saving grace to me is journaling. I'm an external processor, but I also think, so I think I'll speak to the external processors for a second. Journaling is a really helpful way to get things 
out loud when you can't really get things out of your brain and to like process them externally. I think there's also a value for internal processors as well because it's something private and it helps you to also, I think, get out of your own head, even though sometimes because sometimes I think we can get stuck there. So one of the things that I have learned in counseling that my counselor actually taught me was um, this type of journaling where you just write, it's called stream of conscious journaling, where you just write for like three to five minutes, everything. So sometimes when I'm doing this, I literally set a timer on my phone and sometimes I just literally, I'll write them. I don't write in sentences. Spelling doesn't exist. And it's like, if I hear a bird and it distracts me, I wrote, I'll write, hear a bird. Like, oh, that bird. Like, it's just, I feel like I'm that dog from up where I just get really distracted whenever I'm doing stream of conscious journaling, but it's so, it works because even though like those moments of distraction come or like a smell, like, oh, I smell a lot of coffee. It smells good. And I really want coffee. Oh, also this is really making me anxious. (laughs) They all come out. So even though like the distraction, the distracted thoughts come out, the anxious thoughts come out and the and the, you know, hurt thoughts come out and all of the feelings kind of come out in my experience with it. Um, and I think that, and, and what I love is that I just set a timer and then once the timer goes off, I'm done. And if I want to keep going, I can, but rarely do I, I'm just like, okay, cool. And then I walk away and that's it. And it really helps me. It's almost like a, like a mind dump for me. And for me, I find it most helpful right before I go to bed because oftentimes that's when like thoughts and start to get me and like keep me awake is that right before I'm going to bed. So I love to do that at night, but I know that there, it works better in the morning for some people to kind of start the day with that. Um, some days I would just do it in the middle of the day. There are some, there were some days, uh, over, especially over quarantine where I did it twice a day. If I was starting to get anxious in the middle of the day, I would just like quickly set my timer for three minutes, grab my journal and go. And there was this one situation where I really needed to do it, but I didn't have my phone. I still just set a timer on my phone and I just did it on a note in my phone. I just typed things out really fast. So it's kind of a really accessible thing and um, have flexibility with it. You know, if you miss a day, so what? Just do it the next day. If you only do it when you're feeling anxious, fine. I think it's helpful to make it a habit when you're not feeling the bad feelings or like the hard feelings. I'm trying to really not say bad or good feelings. It's so hard because we're so used to it. I know. But, um, when we're, if we're doing it, when we're feeling peaceful or happy or just like neutral, um, it helps us to handle it when we're feeling sad and angry and anxious and confused and lonely. So that habit of journaling can be really helpful. So I really recommend that. And again, if you can't do it on your, in your journal, fine. You have a phone and I know that you have it with you because we all have it with us all the time, unless something horrible happens and we forget it. So just do a note on your phone. So that's my first practical tip is journal. Um, and don't be fancy about it. Like I remember one time when I was in high school or maybe middle school, we learned about, I'm a Catholic, uh, I went to Catholic school and we learned about how saints, um, are, made like not practically like how they're canonized in the church and like what I remember one time they said that they read everything they ever wrote and the anxiety that that caused me because like 
at the time I was like, I hope I'll be a saint one day. Oh my gosh, they're going to read everything I ever write. Now I'm going to sound brilliant. So it actually like really negatively impacted my journaling because I would try and sound fancier than I am. (laughs) So this type of journaling really helped me to just like let go of those like weird formalities that I would have when I would go to writing um, and just be honest and real. So I don't know if anyone else in the world has that issue where they want to sound fancier when they're journaling just in case they, I don't know. This is so morbid, but just in case they die and someone reads it, let it go. Just journal as it's actually helpful for you. And then the other thing that is really helpful is often after I would do these journalings or maybe even at a different time in the day, I would just try and be grateful. Um, one thing that I think is really helpful is being grateful for things of the specific day, but also even more um, helpful sometimes is being grateful for a specific moment. So like in this moment right now, what is happening or what are you feeling or what are you witnessing or experiencing that you're thankful for in the specific moment? Because we can get so caught up in the past and the present that we miss the present. Sorry, we get so caught up in the past and the future that we miss the present. And so when we're Gratitude helps us, I think, to stay grounded. And like I said, I firmly believe gratitude will save the world because it will help us to receive the saving grace that Jesus offers us. So journal gratitude, just write, like, even if it's one thing, and even if that one thing is coffee, like, be grateful for coffee and don't be ashamed of what you're grateful for. There are some days when all I'm thankful for is coffee, and that's just the reality of the day, and that's okay. Um, the more we practice it, the more we are aware of it and the more natural gratitude will come to us. The, so that was, that's my second tip. My third tip for how to accept challenging reality and also have hope is not to be alone in it. Because I think one of the things that keeps us from hope so often is the feeling of isolation. Like I said, the, that convincing feeling Um, or that convincing thought that we are completely alone in this struggle or this challenge or whatever you're going through. Um, Be wise about who you share it with, absolutely. And sometimes it's trial and error. Sometimes you share something with a person and they receive it horribly and it hurts and you're like, okay, well, okay, I'll learn for next time not to share that with that person. Um. But find someone, whether it's a friend or a sibling or parent or email me. (laughs) I don't know. Like I'm whatever. Hopefully like, or honestly, a counselor pays someone to listen to you. It's so helpful. (laughs) Um, But you're not alone. And the more that that is a practical reality for you, the easier it will be to Um, remind yourself of that truth that you have people who will listen and support you um, and find those people in your life. Maybe you already have them. And I just challenge you to reach out to them if that's something that you haven't done yet to reach out to them about your challenging reality and help them to speak hope and truth into your life. Allow them to do that. And then Yeah, those are my three tips. I thought I had a fourth one, but those are my three tips. I think I kind of 
put them all together. My fourth one was kind of a thread there because what I also wanted to say with the fourth one was that um, hope is the reality that we hope in heaven as Christians. And so you're not alone and we're not meant to be alone. And goodness gracious, if quarantine taught us anything, it's that truth that we are not, we do not do well isolated from each other and from the world. And so don't be alone. Um, and I know that maybe physically you have to be, but we do have so many resources and so many beautiful things that help us to stay connected. And I know it might not be the preferred method, but take advantage of what we have at our fingertips and, um, you're not alone and you are so loved and your experience doesn't, or your feelings or your challenges or your pains or whatever is going on in your life. Doesn't make you a failure. doesn't make you bad. It's real. And so I think one of the greatest challenges of our life, especially, you know, this year was at least really present for me is, um, that balance of acceptance of reality, acceptance of the present moment and hope in the future and even hope in the moment. And so for better or for worse, I hope these tips were helpful. Um, and if they weren't, don't do them and don't listen to me and just go do what works for you. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. Um, if you have any questions or you want to get in touch with me or if there's something specific that you want to hear me talk about on this podcast or a specific person you think would be great to have on, shoot me an email. I would love to hear from you. And again, know that I'm here for you. And if you need someone to listen and speak hope into your life, let me know. I'm here. Peace and blessings, everyone. Thanks for listening.